Blog Talk Radio. Let me go and bring my 
one and only co-host in the one, the only P. Ross in the house. P. What's going on out there? How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Good to be back finally. Finally, <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah, it's been a rough couple of weeks for me. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Missed you as well. <laughs> yeah, you were missed. That's for sure. Um. <laughs> so, tell me about it. What you think about our show today? We gonna have some fun today with this religious stuff. What you think? Yeah, we are because you know it is not the traditional. Topics, you know, we got a genre of, of of topics to talk about. Some controversial, some I think just outright silly. But hey, hey, we will run the gamut today, and hope our listeners, hey, you listening, call in. We would love to hear your viewpoint because hey, you know how we say it, but we want to hear how you say it. So feel free to call in. Yeah, yeah. that's right. You no, know, as we we think out the we think out the universe, so hey, we encourage you to think out the universe too. So sometimes you got to give a little time. You got to leave the universe to Kanye. <laughs> yeah, well, I think he came back in within the universe, so he he doing all right right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. just a little bit, a bit. But then again, it's Kanye, right? You never know. You just never know. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So, being that it's Friday, and I'm feeling a little happy, happy, happy. You know, you may not hear it in my voice. I am. You know, I think we're going to do a little upbeat song of the day for you because that's what I feel like, a little upbeat song of the day. That's right. And, of course, y'all know when I get the upbeats, I have to play my favorite songs. So, <laughs> we going with baby face. We got love because we can never have too much love. That's for sure. That's for sure. Wouldn't you agree with that, P? Fix your You're face. right. Yeah, shut up. Fix your face. Fix your face. I was just going to say you was right. There can never be too much love. You know, sometimes, sometimes I agree with you. <laughs> Well, that's a good thing. I'm happen, glad you're agreeing with me. It doesn't happen often, but, yeah, sometimes, in the scheme of things, it will happen every now and then. And every now and then. Just a little bit, right? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. You know, you know, you know. I have that that influence on folks. But all right, so without further ado, not influence. Just sometimes you happen. We just happen to agree. No influence. Yeah, just, yeah, just a little bit, right? Just a little bit. No. All right. No. So without further ado, man, here's your song of the day, Babyface, and we got love. See y'all in about five minutes, man. Enjoy the music.
that's what I'm talking about right there, man. I'm telling you, you can't go wrong with that kind of song right there. Hey, it's it's upbeat, got a good message, and it's a nice groove, man. But that that that's all got such a nice groove. You just listen to the music without the words and just nod your head all day, be like, yeah, it's gonna be okay, okay. <laughs> That's what I feel about it anyway. I don't know about the rest of y'all. You know, I, I'm special like that. So that's what I think about. What about you, P? Uh, what about you? Yeah. You, you? You like that little groove right there? Yeah, it, it, it's a nice song. I mean, you have it in you every now and then. I give you that. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you, 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 you can be the mu- music master every now and then. But that's a good song. I like that. Uh-huh. Well, thank you. You know what? You know, I, I'm like I'm like that um that what that progressive lady, her sister on the bicycle. Music is my passion. I I, I can figure it out, baby. I can figure it out. <laughs> depending on my mood, depending on my mood. All right. So anyway, welcome back to Let's Talk about Talk Radio, y'all. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. Got my co-host T. Ross riding with me. We moving along. We got a good show for you, and we gonna have us some fun today. Alright, Pete, you ready to break up that black history moment? Let me give you your music here. Oh, yeah. Alright, alright, alright. Alright, we're going to bring y'all a little, little known knowledge, but I don't know how many of you have. And, and since we're doing the religious thing today, I thought it would be only fair that we brought you a little known fact about a little-known church called the Christian Reformed Church. Now, that was started in the 1500s when uh, a group of Protestants moved away from the Catholic Church, from the Roman Catholic Church. Although they say it was started by John Calvin, and they'll call it the Calvinism move, it really wasn't because there were four or five other people that the doctrine for this particular church was drawn from. But what we want to talk about is the Reverend Eugene S. Callender. Now, he was the first black pastor in this church. Now, mind you, it's black Dutch people, but, yeah, it it was a Dutch church when it started, so there weren't any blacks there. But as the church progressed, and he was recruited in the late 1940s, by the Back to God Hour to plant a church in Harlem. He was the first, not only was he the first black pastor of the Christian Reformed Church, he was also the first black graduate of Westminster Theological Seminary. He started out in a storefront, but nobody came to services, so he started holding outdoor worship services. Sound familiar? Yeah, I know it does. Going from street to street, eventually he attracted worshipers and opened a five-story worship center. In an article in the book, Learning to Count Learning to Count to One, the Joy and Pain of Becoming a Multiracial Church, says that the calendar's ministry grew exponentially in Harlem. Over time, God honored calendar's boldness with many African Americans coming to faith in Jesus Christ and many CRC leaders and members supporting the ministry. Calendar worked hard and prayed hard to present a relevant, reformed faith that fit the challenging social and cultural conditions of African Americans in Harlem. 
During his 10 years with the CRC, he developed a community ministry alongside such as Malcolm X, Alex Haley, who he also officiated the funeral uh, service of Billie Holiday while maintaining his cross-cultural ministry. Callender was a civil rights advocate. He was best known for starting an innovative series of street academies for disadvantaged New York City youth that became a model for non-traditional educational programs nationwide. After leaving CRC in 1958, Callender joined the Presbyterian Church. He went on to earn master's degrees in business and law from Columbia University. He became an advisor on race matters for five U.S. presidents. Mr. Callender died on November 2nd, 2013, at the age of 87. But those are just uh, a few of his accomplishments as the first black pastor in the Christian Reformed Church. Mr. Eugene S. Callender, look him up. That's your All black right. history yeah. of the day. All right, that's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah, good good stuff there, good stuff. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that. Man, he said five-story building, huh? That's a lot of churches yep. going on. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Huh? You know what you, that's like putting, that's, that's like putting um, each denomination on a, uh, on the floor. They have your own way with you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> at least five of them. Yeah, at least five of them. You know, as long as, long as you're not trying to be politically correct or got yeah. a problem with one of them. Yeah. You're right. You know, hey. I mean, just think, think of the tithes that's being paid. And half the time's got to go to the rent, so you make your money at the same time. Man, that's a deal right now. I'm going to find me a five-story building. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, T. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. So, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> that was pretty dang old good right there. So. Today's topic of the show is, does religious freedom truly exist? Does religious freedom truly exist? And that is a good question, y'all. Does it really exist? Or is it just a figment of our imagination? And we're just made to think that it exists because we're just allowed to do certain things and other things we aren't allowed to do, right? I mean, let's think, let's think about the religious scene that we have today. You know, besides the main ones, the Muslims, you know, you got the uh, Seventh-day Adventists, you got the Buddhists, you got the, uh, yeah, the mother people over there, uh, the Lutheran, the Protestants, you can't forget the Catholics. Uh, I don't know if you call devil worship in a religion, but uh, we're going to throw that in there for right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got all those. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So, well, it, it is what 
it is. I, I, who am I to judge, right? But anyway, <laughs> right. You know, that's just some of the ones that come to mind right now as far as I'm thinking sitting here at the moment. But you know what? It's all good, though, because you're supposed to be able to worship as you please, right? And with that, depending on what our religion is or what your religion is or how you believe and what you've been taught as a child and what you have uh, continued to do as an adult through your adult uh, life, the question is, you know, are you doing, are you, do you really still have this freedom or are you just uh, uh, regulated just to go by the traditions that you have been taught for your whole entire life? That is, that is a good question. And, of course, when you start talking about religion and you start applying it to everyday life circumstances, that's when it really becomes a little tricky, and that's when it really the question really abounds as far as does religious freedom truly exist? I mean, that's a heck of a question right there in itself. And does religious freedom uh, fall under the First Amendment as far as free speech? You know, it's amazing how these things, they run together. They kind of uh, run parallel paths to a certain point. Then somewhere they're in the interconnect with each other, and then you have the big question that comes up. Is there really true freedom? So that's what we're talking about today. And, uh, of course, we're going to have a, some, some interesting stories to go along with this question that we're posing here today. Um uh, I'm a little stuffy, as y'all probably can hear, so if I get quiet or I let my co-host take over, don't get upset, you know, because I like hearing her talk, too. So, <laughs> so you know, uh, we're going to have us a great conversation, though. I know we are. Man, we ain't got started yet. We got somebody that want to want to comment. Should we let him in already, Pete? We ain't got started yet. It's probably joke. I doubt it. Not this too early for Joe. He ain't woke up yet. <laughs> he ain't woke up yet. Yeah, he, yeah, he ain't woke yeah, up yet. Yeah, yeah let All him right. in before we get started. Let him in? All right, so yeah, let's go to bring it in. Triple one, welcome I to the show. I woke up just for you two. That's what I did. Oh, I woke Lord. up just for I you two. I told you. I told you. <laughs> hey, P, where have you been? Hey, you know what? It's good to see you two and hear you two back together again. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I uh, 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 had a car accident, so I've been oh. out of commission for a little while. Somebody decided to pull out in, in front of me, so yeah. How you doing? I'm good. All I'm right. good. I'm recovering. I'm good. I was gonna call out the National Guard on you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You would. <laughs> <laughs> you would. <laughs> I mean, you think like that. Yeah. Well, you know, um, um, he, uh, Eric was saying that my co-host won't be here today, and my co-host won't be here today. She's got things to do. You know, he wasn't going to get into your private business about what happened. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's good to hear you and he back together again. Uh, you know, I've been look. I, I was so glad when I called in to find out that your show was on because I I haven't talked to anybody all week about uh, my favorite issues. Uh, you know, religion and not religion, but uh, relationships and politics. So, I'll let you guys get back to the show. And when it when it's my time to talk around, you know, three thirty, three forty-five or so, I'll chime on in. 
Oh, I, I, I can guarantee you, Joe. These the first couple of couple of um, topics stories we gonna bring. You gonna want to talk about them. Trust me, you gonna want to talk about them. Oh, can I be, before <laughs> I? You know what? Huh? Yeah, I said before I shut up. I just want to say one thing. I think we have freedom of religion, but I'm glad that you mentioned uh-huh. the interconnection between that and freedom of speech. We don't have freedom of speech so much because a lot of the pastors are paid to either guide their flock towards one party or the other or to not say anything. So uh-huh. I, want to, I want to, maybe we can elaborate on that in about the next 45 minutes or so. Sure. Or so. Ah, so you see, you just brought in a whole other another path there. You brought the civil side in. Yeah, and we know, we know supposedly if you're, what, 503? The 50132. Yeah. yeah, you're not supposed to be doing that, but we know it happens, especially in the black community around uh, election time. But yeah, we we'll get into that here in a little, little bit as well. Uh, yeah. So good, good, good look at that, Joe. I know I keep you around for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that right? Uh, keep, keep, yeah. keep it up. Keep it up. I'll tell you about the church <laughs> I founded last week. You want to know what the church is I oh. founded last week? Oh, Lord. What church you founded last week? <laughs> it's the church of, the church of goats and sheep. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't make me laugh because I get to smile right now. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right, Joe, I'm going to put you back in the queue for a moment. Okay. Oh, I love her hair, Him and his sheep. Anyway, all right. You ready, P? You ready to talk about yeah, this first? Yeah, what are we know, talking about? Yeah, you know, we talking about the judge that let the father represent the aborted baby in wrongful death suit. Which yeah. Is all right. And Alabama, Alabama judge has let a wrongful death lawsuit proceed in which a father is suing an abortion clinic on behalf of his aborted unborn child. Uh, the judge recognized last month the father, we ain't going to say his name, as the legal representative of Baby Roe in the lawsuit. Um, the guy's attorney said it was the first ruling of his kind anywhere in the United States. So, with that being said, is this a good move or not? Well, it definitely, it, it, it definitely has set, it's definitely going to set a precedent, you know, um, you know, because, you know, with abortion uh, proponents or whatever, they say a woman's body is her body and it's her, it's her decision because that is her body. But um, from what this, um, this lawsuit is saying that, okay, well, it very well may be her body, but at the end of the day, that's still my child. And so I never got a chance, you know, he never had the chance to, I never got the chance to, to meet him. You know, I never got, he never had a chance to be born. So you killed it, you know, without my knowledge, without my approval. So I'm suing you for, for wrongful death, you know. 
Um, he's saying that, you know, the baby, you know, life was taken by for profit, Alabama Women's Center. Um, and even though, you know, nobody will be able to bring baby Roe back to life, he's still going to seek to the, you know, fullest extent of, of, of justice on behalf of, of, of the baby and the baby's father. This is what the attorney is saying. So, um, Um, so, you know, we don't know until, you know, this thing, you know, comes through. But remember now, um, remember, um, the Virginia law, the proposed Virginia law and the New York law that, that supports abortion up to the moment of birth. See, so there's a lot going on now. You know, they're saying that, you know, these children have a, a God given right, you know, to be to be born. You know, and yeah. and you know you know, it's an entire this is their exact words. It's that um um Ford had said that and it's an intolerable violation of the most basic God given human right, the right to life. And this is a pro choice person. And when you when you take that away you know there are consequences that need to be paid. Now, I'm, I, 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 me for one, I'm not, I'm not a pro-abortion person. You know, I don't, I don't uh-huh. believe in that. You know, and definitely not. You know, for for a law to say that you can have an abortion up to the moment of birth. Now that's just murder. I mean, come on now. You think about how many babies have been born by C-section or what have you. And 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 they expected them to die, and they didn't. They were two and three and four pounds, you know. And they're healthy adults now with viable lives. So you know, to say you know a a, a woman can say you know, right before the child is born, or, or right before her due date, two three days or a month before, uh, I don't want to have this baby. Come on now, or you get mad at your your husband, or you get mad at the father, and be like, "Well, I'm not having your baby. Ain't no way in heck I'm having your baby. I want an abortion." And they decide to go get an abortion at eight months. I think that is ludicrous, you know. And this is my own personal opinion. You know, I know it may offend some people out there, but you know, you'll get over it. This is my own personal opinion. I, I just think that is ludicrous. It makes no sense. It's it's not a form, you know, it's not a form of contraception. That is a human life that you are destroying. Okay. So, so, yeah, I I think it's going to be a good thing because I think the father has a right because that is a living child. You're just the incubator that is being carried in. It's no different, I think, like this. And I know I'm I'm uh-huh. probably finna yell that. I think like this. For those babies, those babies that are, are born preemies and put in an incubator, you know, if you if a nurse uh-huh. or somebody uh-huh. or, or the mother goes in there and and does something to harm that baby that causes his his life to end, they're charged with uh-huh. murder. Say, uh-huh. so, so what's the difference? Why can't it be a wrongful death, you know, why can't it be a, a, a wrongful death lawsuit by the father because you're carrying his child 
you didn't tell him about it. You never, you know, you never consulted him. So that's the same thing. That's the same difference to him, really, as you going in there in the incubator and, and disconnecting that child's life support. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not a crook. Now that you put all that out there, here's my thought on it. No, here we go. What do you mean here we go? I'm just saying. I mean, fundamentally, I agree with you that the father should have some type of say in, in whether a woman has, you know, the abortion of, of their child. Now, let me go on and clear that up. Their child that um, has been conceived through intercourse consensually, and, you know, yes, I agree with that. I, I, I really do. But in the case, see, I hear everybody saying that the laws about Virginia and New York, which, by the way, the Virginia law never was passed and got shot down. Uh, you know, both, uh-huh. I just going to put that out there because I had to catch up on that one. In the case of uh-huh. New York, though, you know, I, I, and I've said it on the show when we was talking about it, I, I consider uh, what people are talking about as far as, you know, up until the time that the child is born, yes, that's murder. I, I'm just not, not going to say that. However, the law does state, see, and, and this, this is a part that people kind of overlook or just don't read, but it says in case there is um, some kind of harm that will be done to the mother or the child, you know, and a doctor or and a mother, you know, um, you know, decide, or in fact, both parents in some cases decide that yes, let's go ahead and, and abort the child to save one or the other. Or you see what I'm saying? So that's uh-huh. extenuating circumstance in that law. Now, for what most people are talking about, as far as the child being born then aborted, which there are some cases of that. You know, I, I when I was researching that law, I did come across some cases where the child is born and they just leave the child there to, to you know, pass on or what have you. Now that's murder. I, 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 you know, there's no way you can get around that. That's just straight up crazy. But in this case, with the father, I, I, I'm not gonna say it's not a bad idea. However, what I'm looking at is a precedence now that is, if it goes and he wins. Let's let's go and look look back at in the case. Let's take it to the stream or rapist. You know, would that give him the, the the fundamental right to go and sue a mother for having an abortion, even though he criminally uh, violated this woman and got her pregnant? No, of course give not. Him the right to it. as well? No, they no. He committed a criminal act. What? Now, now, no, no, now, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no. Wait a minute now. Let's think about it, but he still is the father. You see my Why point? He, he still is the he father. Is. But he going to jail. Yeah. How is he going to support that child? How many fathers is they're not, they're not going to give Number one, they're not going to give him parental rights. His parental rights are going to be stripped, number one. So he's Why? not going to have Why? any say so anyhow. Why is his parental rights going to be stripped? Because he committed a criminal offense. Number one. That that's the one thing, and let me clear up right here. the The mother is actually not a part of the lawsuit. He, the father actually just begged her not to have the abortion. 
but because she went ahead and did it, he is suing. He is suing mm-hmm. the the facility that 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 right. performed the abortion. That that's who he's suing for wrongful death. So the mother right. the mother is not named. The mother actually is not named, you know, in the lawsuit. But the Alabama Women's Center is. Saying that you know they wrongfully caused the death oh. of you know of baby Rose. Let's let's get into this thing a little bit. Shouldn't the mother be involved to be named in it too? Because she made the decision. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but what? Yeah. Why is yeah, but? And in that case, in the same, in the same, in the same uh, circumstance as the the, the rapist. You say, yeah, but he committed, he committed a crime, but yeah, but he's still the father. Right? Right. He is He is still the father, but That's right. his... So shouldn't his, he, shouldn't his, he have his, a right? No, because I'm telling you, his, his parental rights will be usurped because of how the child was conceived. Yeah. See, that's why I say this 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 little thing right here is really, really, really gonna open up a case, I mean a precedence that I don't think nobody really wants to talk about. I really don't they think don't. they want to talk about because no. You know, especially in cases like this where Alabama, um, the lawsuit references a constitutional amendment passed by Alabama voters last year stating policy of this state to recognize and support the sanctity of unborn life and the rights of unborn children. Now, mm-hmm. technically speaking, that covers the rapist as well. Technically, I mean, an attorney can argue that if he's any good, he can argue that and win a case. If this one should go and, and rule and be ruled for the father. Uh-huh. I, right? I, I see. Uh, I, I, mean, I, I see. I do. I do see. I, I do see your logic in that. However. You know, I, I I still continue to to disagree because, as I said, my thought pattern is that his his parental rights will be usurped because of the crime that was committed. Yeah, they may they may they may give him the right to fight for it, but on the other hand, like mm-hmm. I said, if the attorney is is any good, they're going to usurp his parental rights. They're going to strip him of parental of his parental rights, and nine times out of ten. They're they're gonna win. They're going to. Win. I don't know, but I, I I really don't. I I don't know. Now let's take let's take the case of Joe. That's well spoken, well versed, and and, and 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 you know can make things sound real good. He's an attorney going in to fight for this guy. Mm-hmm. You don't think Joe could be in this, in, in following, no, following, so. following this constitutional amendment and the precedent if this guy wins? Yes, he could. I think he could win it. Well, on, I really amendment, do. on, on, on the Alabama amendment that every child has a right to life, um, maybe. Maybe. Uh-huh. But, 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 however, they would, he would, the only way that I could see him winning it is that he's fighting for the life of the child itself and not for the rights of the father. Because I'm telling you, the father is not, is not going to have any parental rights to that child. Maybe the father is you know, so, uh, uh, mother so or the grand, or, or if he's fighting on behalf of the grandmother or somebody like that. But uh, uh, no. 
I can't, I can't, I can't see it. I can't see it, you know, for the father's sake as a racist. I can't, I can't see it. But he is the father. He is the father. He is the father, but he's also a racist. Because had he, had had he not committed that act, that child would never exist. Okay. Well, let's say the mother is is a member of the Catholic Church. Now. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Well, you know. I mean, we are we are talking religion here, right? Right, we are. We yes, are. We, we are talking religion that's, here. So that, now, that's, that's a whole. whole that's, I mean, a, that's a whole. That's a whole. Nub, that's a right. whole another animal of a different color. That's right, but we must discuss that because we must bring that in because of the topic of the day. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, go ahead. Let me talk about the uh huh. Go ahead. I said, go ahead. I said, go ahead. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah, because you know I got a point. I don't want you to give me a problem. I did not say you don't have a point. Yes, you do have You do have a point right there. You do have a point. You do have a point, yeah. which is because, because now, because of those religious beliefs, if the mother is is Catholic, she may not even choose. The, um, abortion may not even be an option for her if she's a true, devout Catholic. So well, abortion would be out, the abortion would be out the window for her. Right, but to go back to the original argument, though. So that I still say that would give him uh, 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 the right to fight this, the thing, the sewer. Whether he's locked up or not, mm. you see. I doubt it. I, I mean, doubt it. I mean, really. Let's look at it like this. He he gets he gets what five to ten. I don't know what the the, the time. He gets five to ten, right? Mm-hmm. Then he gets out, and regardless, he still wants to have a relationship with his child. I know I'm reaching y'all, but let's look at yeah, it. I mean, that's what we have to look at. Definitely are reaching. <laughs> you okay. I mean, he still wants. He still wanted. I mean, it's his child. You know, so I mean, and she's thrown and afforded the child, and, and that'll give him the right to say. What what you're what what you're saying is he committed a crime, all right? He did his time, or you know, whatever, and paid his debt to society supposedly, and now uh-huh. he gets out and he wants to have a relationship with that child. That is just so dysfunctional, <laughs> you know. I don't know if that will be allowed, you know, under the Child Protective Services laws, which exist in every state. I just don't believe that will ever be allowed. And and if there are any, you know, CPS workers out there that ever had a case like this and, you know, had the outcome, you know, give us a little insight on it. Call on in or, or I don't know if the chat room is open. It wasn't open earlier. You okay. know, give us a little All right. insight. All right. See, you, you tell me, and hey, but I, I'm going to tell you something right here. Wait a minute. Let me get it to come up. Ah, Michigan judge gives convicted rapist parental rights for victim's son. Ah, right there. So it has been done. And Michigan what? judge has granted parental rights. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A Michigan judge has granted parental rights to a convicted sex offender, providing the man with access to a child born from the middle of decade-old alleged rape of a 12-year-old girl, the victim's lawyer said. Shut up. Shut up. That is so dysfunctional. The judge made the the decision after a DNA test last month confirmed 
that the 27-year-old is the biological father of the boy who is now eight. Yep, that's right. Okay, send me that article. I mean, I know and you're reading it, but I, uh, send, me, send me that. Send me that. Okay. He pleaded guilty. Now, look, he pleaded guilty okay. in 2008. He pleaded guilty in 2008 to attempted third-degree criminal sexual conduct and served six months in jail for the crime. In 2010, he went to prison for four years in a separate sex crime act. So it's just not, see, and this guy, this guy he did it once. He went to jail twice for, for a sexual act. So don't tell me it can't be done because the president has already been set. I did not say it can't be done. I said I doubt it. That's what I said. Well, I said I doubt well, it. Well, I doubt You know, I fully expected their, 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 their parental, you know, parental rights to hey, be taken. You know, but, hey, who knows this day and time, it, it, you know. Whew. Forgive and move uh, on, I guess. Now, the, um, the judge said the client, who is now 21, had not requested joint custody. She said, I hope that God never has any rights to him at all. Even though the judge's order on something said the decision was based solely on con- consent. That consent, however, was never obtained. Um, no one ever even conferred with the plaintiff regarding the consent judgment. She did not sign the consent judgment, nor was the plaintiff afforded legal representation in the matter. Bam! Now you take it and put it with what we talking about right here, as far as the, the, the father suing the, the the what you call it. Now, if the, his attorney is smart, they can go back and research this story and take it a little bit further and go after the mother as well. Right or wrong? It does sound like it. It does sound like well, well, one thing, well, one thing they definitely have set a precedent. That that Michigan has set a precedent with that, you know. Yeah, you know, and in the, in the process, um, the mother's address was revealed to the guy, and the judge ordered that his name be added to the child's birth certificate. Yeah. Well, uh, she said the arrangement. Now, here's here's an interesting thing, though. Uh, the, the the judge said the arrangement was set in motion after the mother applied for food stamps. Remember, we talked about it on the show before. When she we did talk young, about that. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, they're going right. after the fall. Anytime, any, anytime you apply for governmental assistance, food stamps, um, uh, cash assistance, anything, that you Medicaid, they, they, that you apply for now, they want that father you know, on child support. Uh-huh. That's they right. They want their father so, on child support, and the first thing that they're going to do is establish paternity. That's right. Yep. So they want their money back. Yeah. 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 So that, that opens a whole big can of worms right there, a whole big can of it worms. Does. You it know does. what I mean? It does. Yeah. It causes more problems than a little bit. Uh-huh. So, you know, the, 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 hey, I, I feel good because I actually won the, won the case. I feel like the attorney walking out in front of the judge now. I won the oh, case. Shut up. Uh, I told, I told uh, you get one every now and then. Don't get too happy. Uh, uh, I won the case. But you know what? Let me let me break, let me break our our. our our, 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 um, 
in studio. Yep, I said I know he had something to say. I'm gonna say let me bring Joe in because I know he, he he can't get away from this one. He got to talk about this one. All right, come on, Joe. I told you you'll be back. <laughs> Hello, all. <laughs> well, you know. Come on, talk to me. Both of you are right. This thing is going to set a precedent. Now, I hope it would set a, um, a good precedent. But when a father finally, when we get rights to actually be, um, to have some kind of choice in the birth or perhaps the death of our children, it's a good thing. But uh-huh. when the precedent starts, and people from all over the place are going to use that precedent for different reasons, good reasons and bad reasons. And it's going to start an avalanche of crap in the courts. You're right. Well, you know? You're and, exactly you know, it's, right. like, it's like atomic energy. Atomic energy is so good, but look at all the places that have been bombed. Well, not all the places, but but look at, look at the uses of the atomic bomb, which, you know, and not exactly good uses. So, yes, it's good for fathers to say, Look, I'm tired of, of, of this legislation that says it's it's a woman's body and she can do whatever she wants. But now I, I want to take some responsibility by letting people know that they can't abort my child. Now, uh, as you were saying, Pete, this is going to be towards the institution that aborted the child. But it, it will probably segue into a man suing the wife or the girlfriend eventually later on. And right. you also said that they can't give the father parental rights if he's a rapist because he'll be in jail or he'll be a criminal. I disagree with you because what you're talking about is rational thought. Since when is the law rational? Well, you, got, you do got a point. And you do have a point. But yet still. For the sanctity of the child, you know, because either way it goes, it's still going to be a dysfunctional. It is a dysfunctional relationship, you know. Oh, absolutely. But all this is probably just to cause a lot of discord, controversy, and to have people at each other's throats. This is part of the agenda, maybe Agenda 21 is part of the Communist Manifesto. It is part of the way that anybody who wants to bring down a nation can do it. Keep everybody at everybody's throats for any and all reasons. So I'm glad. I hope fathers could get more fathers' rights. What I would like to see would be this. It would be rights that, in my opinion, would have to be confirmed by the courts, and it's an equal type of situation. And this is a Man or woman get together. They have a written uh-huh. agreement. If you get pregnant, um, you do not. Um, if you you do not have an abortion unless I agree to it. If I don't agree to it, you don't have it. Or the wife or the girlfriend can have a contract uh, that says, if we if I get pregnant, it is my child. And you do not have anything to say about it. Whatever the agreement is, the people know up front, and then they abide by that agreement. And I think that's the fairest way, because two people can get in on the situation before it turns into a catastrophe. That's my opinion. 
you know, that's sort of like that's sort of like what you're saying. Instead of a, a pre prenup, we have a, 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 a a case of pregnancy agreement. You know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Know, Why not? In, in the event of, of of pregnancy, you know that 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 that's 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 a pretty good idea. I don't know how legal or how. Oh, it's you know, not legal. Would, yeah, I know. I don't know how anyone <laughs> would would go about well, enforcing. I wouldn't. I don't know how anybody would go about enforcing that. But that's that's a pretty that's a pretty decent idea. No, but I, 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 it, it, it could be legal. Contractually, if both people sign it, if both people sign it, and it's it notarized, oh, that's a legal contract. That's a legal contract. Right. But you know what lawyers have told yeah. me? They've said it's against public policy. But there have been exactly. other situ- yeah, there have been other exactly. situations which have been against public policy, and then as the trajectory of new um, situations arise, then the public policy changes. So just because something right. is public policy today doesn't mean necessarily has to be public policy tomorrow. Right. Well, uh, you know, exactly. when it comes to public policy, we all know you get the right lobbyists in, the, in your corner. You anything can turn. Oh yeah. But, yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. Yeah. 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 Come on. I mean, we see it all the time. But th- this is is a very interesting case. See, we can't keep up with it. I don't know. Yeah. Because it, it, it's, it, it's just a, it is, boy, I tell you, this can open up a whole big can of worms. Can you, and like I said, can you imagine the folk that go, would go back and actually uh, 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 file, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend oh, or ex-husband yeah, against yeah, wives? Man. Right. Right. Talk about bogging down a court. We just have to get a certain amount of court set well, aside yeah. just to go back and review all those cases. You know? Well, not only that, I mean, I mean, somebody will probably use the precedent. I mean, I think I'm correct, and what I'm about to say is that there have been um, women who have gotten fertilized through a sperm bank, and then right. after they gave birth to a child, they then sued the sperm donor for child support, and I think the court allowed it. They did allow it. Well, yes, they did allow it. Yes, you are right. Yep. Not yep. All- not, not only that, I mean, we we did a we talked about an article here on the show one time about the state of Kansas where two um, lesbians, you know, got a guy, got his sperm, you know, had him sign a contract. They didn't want any support or whatever. They just wanted his sperm. And once the lesbians broke up and one of them applied for services, you know, from the state of Kansas, they went after the guy and actually made him start paying child support. So, yeah. Wow, I never heard of that one, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, we talked about it on the show, Joe. We talked about it on the show. I talked about it? Was I here? Yeah, it it was a couple of years ago, though. But, yeah. Yeah. Joe was, and they they actually went after him and and made him pay child support. Went after him for back child support at that. Not just for from starting in, but back child support. Even yeah, though yeah. there was a agreement. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that agreement was null and void when when it came to to um, 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 supporting that child. Because what they said, that child has a right to child support from whatever else the parent there is. And um, 
you know, and, and what Kansas said that <laughs> uh, it says that the law governing artificial insemination is outdated and fails to recognize modern concepts of family, you know. And and that was the, the, the according to the attorney for the Tamika for the man that was being sued, you know, to pay child support for um the, the little girl that was born, you know, for for the lesbian couple. You know, as a result of his sperm donation. Well you see and how stupid was, the law uh, that was in that was in two thousand nine. Okay. Yep. So yep. you see the law the law doesn't mean anything. The law is as the lobbyists and the um, and the crooks up there in Washington want the law to be. I agree. You know, and, uh, and there, there, you know, and there are only nine states that actually have laws saying that a sperm egg or a sperm do- a sperm donor is not the parent of a child conceived through artificial insemination. You know, so yeah. So for the rest of them. Okay. Okay. I, I can see I can see where if there's an agreement, okay. But then again, technically, regardless of whether, you know, he, he, you know there's two lesbians or or, or 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 two homosexuals or whatever, I mean, the sperm donor technically is the is the the parent, biological parent, because whatever um his DNA has as far as diseases and things of that nature is going to be transmitted to them. So, well, we have a so sperm how, donor. How well, the sperm donor is, of course, the biological father, but you don't go to a sperm bank in order to be sued later. You go to a sperm bank to be an anonymous donor to help out parents or uh, potential parents who want a child and can't have a child on their own. But if you're going to sue... Every father who comes along and donates a cup of sperm, there there won't be any more. Um, you know, all the all the uh, sperm donors will well, dry up, and the auto and the clinics oh, will dry up. I I, I got I, I you know what? I have a solution to that. What they do is have swinger clubs, and everybody that wants to be pregnant without you know knowing who the father is, everybody go in with their mask and outfits on, and you do you know just have a good time, and you come on out and go about your business. Okay, like the movie Eyes Wide Shut. Everybody got on a mask and yeah. doing any and everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know what will happen? Yeah. Somebody with a lot of money will hire private investigators to to investigate everybody. Right. They'll subpoena everybody's sperm to find out if well, the match is half of the child. Well, if you look, if you haven't done one of them at home DNA kits, it'd be hard for them to catch up with you and you ain't in the system. <laughs> It may be, but I don't. Eat, I don't have any faith in Mr. Smith to do anything that's rational or for the benefit of the American people to begin with. What <laughs> I agree with you on that. I'm not even going to argue with that. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So what else? Yeah. Is, what else is on the? Um, are you talking about what? Um, you're talking about religion today. What other topic? Uh, something in the news, or something that just something that just um, happened across your mind, Eric? No, no, these are. Well, you know, this this today I said, you know, because I'm a little under the weather, so I said today I was going to pick a topic that I know my my esteemed co-host would love to talk about because I always pick the craziest stuff. So I let her, you know, talk about what she wanted to talk about today. 
and uh, we decided to talk about religion, and I'm going to turn it over to her because I can't talk hardly right now. So go ahead, Pete. Take it. I give it to you. Really? That's how you're going to do <laughs> I'll help you out, Pete. Don't worry. That's what you're going to yeah. do. You he want to yeah, see, you I'll know, t- he, he always wants to throw me under the bus. I don't understand this. I thought you, I thought you love me. No, he knows that, you know, that's your forte. So he's saying, I'm going to leave it up to her. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about this uh, Christian University in Minnesota. It cancels a pro-life speaker because they say her views are sensationalized. So she was supposed to come. Uh, She was scheduled for a speaking engagement. And the University of Northwestern at St. Paul's Young Americans for Freedom chapter invited a popular pro-life speaker, Star Parker, to come to their campus for an open event. Um, now, if you know who she is, she is um, conservative social, and she's a conservative social and political effort. She's also advocate. She's also the founder of the Center for Urban Renewal and Education called Cure, and of course, a born again Christian. So they thought pretty much, you know, she was going to be safe. But then the administration, you know, viewed some of her, you know, previous events, and you know, this was going to be an this was going to be an an uh, an open event. So the administrators became concerned, and they closed it to members only. So the only people that would be able to come were those that were in the Young Americans for Freedom chapter. Nobody else would be able to come. So it went from an open event to a closed event. I mean, anybody who was in the public that wanted to come could not come now because she's just too out there. (laughs) And I, I really think they really didn't want any retribution from, you know, um, those who, um, were, um, um, pro-abortion. So when they told the people, you know, that, that her views were, you know, too too radical, um, they had enough. And what they told her was that, uh, but, you know, we like to expand our world views, but we really don't bring speakers who readily hold beliefs that UNW as a whole would not agree with. It also said that in the past, you and we foresee, I foresee us continuing to do it, do this. After reviewing some of her material online, we didn't feel she was a good fit for our community. So altogether, she was canceled. <laughs> She was canceled. They did a, a, a press release. So the president of the uh, uh, Youth for Freedom, Young Americans for Freedom, um, was upset. So, you know, you have a, a Twitter war, but, however, this is an email war. And um, she said that we thought that she could address some relevant topics for our campus. For our campus. However, many are too fearful 
of controversy to allow her to let her lecture to take place. Um, she encouraged people who want to talk openly and civilly about difficult issues so that we can start to heal our increasingly divided nation. However, um, she was, Ms. Parker, Star Parker, was not allowed to speak because the administration um, did not reverse their decision. So here is this lady, known nationwide for as a, as a pro-life speaker. However, you know, as with at any college, you have people who are both sides of the coin. What is the fear? And this is the thing. There is such a fear of having an open conversation for the fear of controversy. Sometimes conflict is good. How are you ever going to come to a solution to the conflict if nobody is talking? Well, you know, I, I, I thought the whole I thought the whole college experience was to expose you to a diversity of different views. But this colleague said, hey, she just too much, she too sensationalized, hey, she can't, you know, she can't she can't come here. You know, a lot of colleges are being like that now. They're supposed exactly. like for example, Berkeley. That was the epitome of the um the college scene in which all types of opinions were supposedly allowed to go to Berkeley. Yeah. Thing goes, but you remember some years ago, um, I believe it was even the 80s or 90s, early 90s, when you know they were having the riots and 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 the sit-ins at, at at Berkeley because of some of the things that were were being changed then. But you know, a lot of movements came out 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 of Berkeley. But because this lady is you know a born again Christian and probably adamant about you know pro life, no abortion, regardless of, of the circumstances. You know, like we were saying, and Eric was speaking, you know, earlier, you know, whether, you know, what about if it's a rape? What about if the mother's life is in danger? You know, I don't know what her her views are on that, but they said they reviewed them, and I didn't have the opportunity to look and see what her views were. But they said they were just too far out there. Now, if if that was it, you know, she's a believer in in, you know, no abortion at all. No matter what, then yeah, yeah, you know, they may consider that to be too far out there. Yeah, there's, there's another side of this. There's another side of this that nobody is recognizing. See what 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 you're failing to realize when you start talking about this kind of stuff right here, and speakers coming in, and universities. You still have to think about the money part of it, the, the donors, you know, the right. people who's giving the university money. Even though yeah. they say that this lady is a conservative social and political advocate, that doesn't she mean is. she's as conservative as that don't mean she's as conservative as the quote unquote donors that give this university money. Now, when they say, you know, they're worried about, you know, what she may say. No, what they're worried about was her upsetting the people with the money to where they would take their money and go elsewhere. That is what they were upset about. Absolutely. And, well, I think it does because, you know, she's kind of anti-Democrat, you know, because one of her things that 
that she says is that, you know, when, when black Christians, you know, uh, uh, black Christians undermine their values when they vote for Democrats and that Democrats are the overseers on the plantation making sure no one knows about freedom. So, yeah, yeah, I can, I can, <laughs> I can see that. You know what, I though? You know what, though? Uh, honestly, honestly, I'm not mad at them for saying that. I can see the college, you know, looking at the controversial, the controversy that could, you know, possibly come, you know, from, from those types of views, those types of, of views, not just the pro-life, but because of her political stance as well, you know, regarding the Democratic Party. And, yeah. and there's the um, there's a college called Hillman Hillman College, and it's supposedly famous for making sure that every student knows about the Constitution. Now I'm sure that if they were going to invite uh, speakers to their particular events, one speaker they would not invite would be a guy called Larkin Rose, because Larkin Rose is a guy that doesn't believe in the Constitution, and he's and he's an anarchist. But uh-huh. you would think that if you're a university, if you want to encourage your your students to think now and forever, logically used um, constructive thinking and critical thinking, that you have to expose them to both sides. Doesn't mean that you endorse the other side, but you but you should let your students think. So there there may be freedom of religion in in America to a certain degree. There may be a certain amount of freedom of uh, freedom of speech. But there sure is no such thing as freedom of thought. Uh-uh. But wouldn't you need both, either or, just to have freedom of either the, the other two? You got to have freedom of thought somewhere, right? Come on, Joe. Work oh yeah, you. right. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. Right. Yeah, After all, this is America, right? Uh huh. And that's right. <laughs> that's right. Land of the free, home of the brave. That was that was the song say anyway. Yeah, and uh, um, and the and the breeding ground of hypocrisy. Uh, amen, amen. I, I can't even argue with that. Woo. Okay. Now, <laughs> now see, the next one we're gonna talk about is gonna be Joe's type of church. Here it is. Churches serving beer to lure people. All right? And they're called brewery churches. Okay? One is called Castle Church, who describes itself as a community church that is Orlando's newest premier destination brewery. It's important. Uh, the church says that while beer is passion, they also make it clear as a spiritual community we exist for people first. Basically what it is, it's a brewery, and they have church in there as well. And after the service, what they do, they go into the brewery, and they drink beer and fellowship, as, as, the, as the Baptists say. You know, you know, back in the day, on first Sunday, on special programs, after church service, you do what you call fellowship. You go back, you have dinner or whatever. Where in this case, in this church, once you leave the sanctuary, you go into a brewery, and you drink beer. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, one worshiper says there's no beer during the service, but people hang out and eat back together, enjoy beer, and get to know one another over a cold one, of course, after the service. 
there anything wrong with that? Joe, what you think? Is there anything wrong with that? I'm not that a bear drinker. drinker. I know she so. got I have only uh, like one. I'm not a beer drinker. The only, the only beer I've ever liked in my life was a Canadian brand called Moosehead. Outside of that, I never liked any kind of beer. But besides that, so, I mean, you know, you don't really have to like so beer to see if the concept of the church. I mean, look, anybody can make a church out of anything. So if they're going to have a church, the uh-huh. movie, church of Satan, church of this and a church of that, they might as well have a church of the brewery. So it doesn't mean that it's, you know, it, ben- it, 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 it maybe probably benefits alcoholism. I don't know. Yeah, and because it says since opening, the community has about 50 meetings, 50 people meeting each Sunday for worship in the beer garden using apps on their smartphones and lure hymnals, and then afterwards enjoy some frothy, frothy fellowship. So with that, I mean, okay. I mean, if, if if you look at it as in in, in a way of uh, with the way gospel music changed, the more hip hop beats and stuff like that to, to get more people to come to Christ, you don't think you could use a brewery to do the same thing, or is that just not 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 a, a good way? Well, of doing I don't it? know. I think it's about people who want who just want to drink, and the people people who show up are, are atheists. They don't care, as long as you're having a good time. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, see, Joe, I know you probably don't know all this, but I'm going to talk to P a little bit because it didn't say. Now, P, you know, you may win this, you may win this discussion, but I'm gonna bring it up anyway. Now, it didn't say they were getting intoxicated. Just say they was having a beer or two, and then they were going on their way. Now, if I remember the cover, what the company says, it says do not drink to, to get intoxicated, right? So technically, yeah. they're, they're within the covenant, right? It says, um, and the what scripture you're talking about is, 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 is well, one of them is, is, is Ephesians 5 and 18. It specifically says, do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Yeah. Well, yeah. But they ain't drinking wine. You know. But then Proverbs 21 said, wine is a marker, strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. So, But they're not being led astray because they actually have a church first, then they're going to have a beer. Yeah, I see it. The One of the churches, it, it, it says that, you know, that itself uh, in, in October, the committee of about 50 has been meeting at meeting each Sunday at 11, 11 a.m. for worship in the brewery's beer garden. Apps yeah. on their smartphones in Liu of hymnals. Afterward, they yeah. enjoy some frothy fellowship. Now, yeah. um, now it also says that, you know, we were talking about the Church of, 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 of the Reformation. It says that the brewery offers a sampling of a Reformation, a Reformation theme draft. Uh, and you know, so whatever that means, and 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 they named a few of them. Named for the North German town where Luther posted his ninety-five thesis on the door of the town, and they're talking about Martin Luther. Uh-huh. So it's, right. It's it's, it's, it's it's pretty uh, ironic. <laughs> it's pretty ironic, you know. And anybody can start a church this day and time as long as you got a Bible and some. 
some concept of how you want to, you know, uh, 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 for lack of a better term, twist the word to accomplish the so-called uh, mission or mandate of whatever your, your your church is. Now, if that's good for them, hey, let them run with it. <laughs> if that's how they want to feel, that's how they're going to feel the church. But let's, let, you know, let's... Let, let let's not you know let let's look at the objective here, you know they could say the same thing about you know the churches that you know we 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 have um uh, what do they call it friends and family you know on a certain Sunday of the week where we cook and a whole lot of people come and that's the only time you right. see those people is when you know you right. build the church and you have food but that that but right. at the end of the day. You know, the word, how many souls have been touched, how many people have been saved, that may be what draws them there, but it very well may not be what's going to keep them there. So if lives are going to be changed, it has to be more than just about beer and food. Because at the end of the day, if they're broken, if they're broken, still going to be broken if the spirit of the living God is not there to change their lives. At the end of but, the day, that's the only thing that matters. But <laughs> it's already known that you're not going to get everybody. So if you just get one, you've achieved your, you achieved your, your, your purpose, right? You break it up. I don't know what. Hey, you break it up. You, you break no. it up. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. you haven't achieved your, no, you, okay, I'll give you that. You may have achieved your purpose, but you have not achieved God's purpose. He said, go out to the hedges and highways and compel them to come. He didn't say compel one to come. Well, he, I mean, come on. In that case, then everybody be saved under whatever God they, they believe in there, right? And we know that is just not the case. That is not going to happen because we still have free will. Exactly. Why are you saying that? Jesus said, you know, you know, even one among you, he said, God has given me 12, but even one among you is a devil. So even though he knew, right. you know, that, right. that everybody wasn't going to be saved, but the majority That's of right. the people, the majority of the but, people, yeah. But you have to start someplace. Right, you got to start someplace, but other than that, and this is not judging anybody because I don't know who's being changed. You know, I don't know how, you know, people's lives are being affected or infected. You know, so if you know one person, you're doing good. No, you're not doing good.
if 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 you got to say well, we drink beer after church and you get that one or two cups, I mean it's not but, such a. But, I mean that's the biggest difference here from because most but, churches now, even the pastors are even the pastors are up in the pulpit using tablets and things to to read scripture and carry on. So them sitting out there using their smartphones is nothing new now.
went on to call her the B word seven times. He went on to explain himself, believing that his good deeds and faith should far, you know, I thought, you know, it, the Bible says put away every evil conversation, you know, <laughs> and words. You know, so so how is calling, you know, your parishioner uh, out of a name because you believe that you are right? You know, so so some of these things that that they justify, you know, they they can, they they can because that's what they believe, and and their followers believe them. See, they 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 their followers believe them. So in 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 seeing that, but but you set the example. Every pastor, you know, every leader. You know, whether it's, I know we're talking religion today, you know, but every pastor, every leader in the church, you know, or or business or whatever, you, you know, you set the president on on what the people will or won't accept. And those who like what you're doing, of course, they're they're going to follow you. And not only that, they are going to do what you do. See? They're going to do what you do. So, and at the end of the day, you know, (laughs) oh, my God. You're going to have to answer that, you know, because, you know, if if we're going to live by the word, then then let's stop, you know, as the Bible says, leading the people astray. You know, like it says in 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 um um Jeremiah, you know, um I think that is it's Jeremiah or Ezekiel. It says, you know, woe to the pastors or woe to those the, those shepherds that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture. You know, you're leading these people to say astray. You know, you're you're leading them back to sin. You know, by your evil doing. You're not right. And in James where it says, Be ye holy for I am holy. And then in 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 Galatians where it outlays all of the things, you know, um which are the sins of the flesh. You know, but we're not looking at that because these are the things that we want to do, you know. And because it pleases our flesh, this is, you know, we're going to take a few people along with us. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. And and, and as followers, you know, James says, test the spirit by the spirit to see if it is of God. Well, okay. If you're going there and you want to be free from whatever sin, let's say, I don't know, prostitution. You're not going to go anywhere where where the, where the pastor is telling you, is or, or fornication, I should say, where he's telling you that it's okay to do these things. You're not going to go there. That's what you're trying to be free from because you're running back into the very thing that you're trying to get away from. And you go to the church, and and there it is in your face again. And even in 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 Romans, Romans seven and five, you know, we all in the flesh with sinful passion, 
you know, which were aroused by the law, were at work in the members of our body to bear us the fruit unto death, where is life, if that's the if that's the purpose. Okay. So where's the where's where where is the change? Where is the change? And it clearly says, let me give you this one, First John 2 and 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. Clearly, there is a separation. There is a separation. That's why he's having a twerking competition in the gym. No. <laughs> no. No. No, no, no. He's not in, in okay. full pit. No, he he's not. Hey, we 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 still on the cussing part. We ain't even got to the twerking part yet. You know, <laughs> but if, if if you if you were you 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 are talking about you 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 you're talking about getting these people free from the things of the world, but yet you make a place for them to come in there and do it. What's the difference? Okay. What is let, let, let me see. Let me see if I can shed a little light on it. See, maybe, just maybe, his thought process is okay. If I stand up there and do this in front of them, they'll realize how bad it is, and hopefully, they'll change their mind from seeing him doing it. Or better yet, going to the trucking contest in the gym and, and looking at these individuals dropping it like it's hard or whatever, and like. No, I need to change my life because this is not where I want to be. Could it be? Uh, no. No. Why not? No. Why, and why even not? like he called, and even and even and even like he called that lady a bee. Even like the, he called that lady a bee, and it said several times. And I just read, and I I had just said, you know, in Ephesians it said, "Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth, but only such as good for building up." If it's the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear, that it may edify to hear. You calling me a bee is going to edify me? You cussing me out is going to edify me? I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe that's the only language that that they understand at that time. Uh, No. I mean, mean, let's let's Uh, think about it. Let's think about it. The use of the B word is not, uh, you know, viewed. In some circles and some communities, as a very derogatory term anymore. No, that was a you derogatory know? term. He called that pastor called that lady a bee several times because she said that he should not be cussing like that. Oh, he meant that. He did not mean that as an uplifting or encouraging word. Ain't no way you can clean that up. There's no way possible you can clean that up, especially not using the word of God. No. I mean, look at Matthew 12 and and, and verse 36. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account of every careless word that they speak. Proverbs, remember the scripture in Proverbs that say death and life are in the the power of, of, of the tongue? How are you encouraging these people talking to them like that? Okay, you're gonna have to get a point on this one. I can't I can't just <laughs> <laughs> How are you uplifting? How are you? How are you uplifting me and encouraging me, calling me the B word? When when Psalms, you know what? You know, 
um, um, David had prayer. Um, trying to find it, Psalms forty one forty one. He he asked God. He said, "Instead of God, oh, oh Lord, over my mouth, keep watch over the door of my lips." Because we all know we say some out of the way things. We do. Okay. All right. So so with that, it doesn't that still fall under the freedom of speech? He can say what he wants to because he's up there, right? He can say what he wants. That's what I'm saying. He can say what he wants to okay, as long but as he wants to. Nobody does that make him wrong? No, nobody said, nobody said that he can't say what he wanted to say. But to ju- try to uh-huh. justify it by the word of God, that's where the wrongness come in. Now, I'm not judging him. You know, I'm just saying that's that's where the wrongness come in according to the word of God. You cannot justify that. By the true word of God, regardless of how you try to say it. Yes, yes, he has every right. He has every right to say what he want to say to all those people who want to follow him. He does. Okay, but he he does. But but he he does say there's a difference in cussing and cursing, as people say. The words that we used to say, like mf'er, shia. You know, SH, their other word, and damn, were not words that were used in biblical terms. So, I, basically, what he said is, they went to the Bible, so we'll make them wrong. So, why? what's wrong with him using them in the in, in okay. church? Okay, but, okay, all right, we gonna, we, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, is, is, is profanity obscene word? Is profanity an obscene word? No, 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 cussing, like B and MF and all that stuff that, that you were talking, aren't they considered to be obscene words? It's, it's society, is in most most of society, yeah. Okay, thank you. But that's you. society. But, but wait a minute, but wait a minute, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold okay. up now. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, salad, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. So whatever you deem uh, obscene, now it applies to it. So you. But I can talk talk obscene without even using any of those words. Exactly. Obscene talk is not just limited to profanity, duh. I've seen talk but Doug, I've seen it's talk. still but it's still based on societal standards, not biblical exactly. standards. Exactly. It's exactly right. Exactly. So what the makes Bible, it wrong? The so Bible, why is that wrong then? The, the, because if you're going to call yourself a because pastor, it's not a reason. And this, because it's not a reason. No, no, no I'm, 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 I'm excited. You let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, I said because uh, by today's standards, now the law was written. You know, for all time, the, the, the scripture is a way of life. It's bing, a way bing, of bing, living. Bing, bing, round and, two. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're going to call, and if you're going to call yourself a pastor, and you call yourself leading these people to Christ to live in a to, to live a Christ-like life, a Christ-like manner, and you're going to go by His word, you got to stop taking just part of it. And applying it and say, okay, we're going to do this part, but we're not going to do that part, because it was written as a whole. It wasn't written as a partial. So when you get to Colossians and it says you got to put away obscene talk, that means you yourself as the leader. Or you are leading God's people astray. Yes, some of them, some of them like they say, are ignorant and, and unlearned. But if this, and number one, the other thing, too, is, you know, did God call you or did you call yourself? 
And if you were called by God, what? And if you were, and if you were called by God, what God called you? Okay, so here's 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 another question then. What okay. what 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 is the difference between societal standards and biblical standards then? Because societal standards say something totally different than the biblical standards a lot of times. And that, that, you know that, you can cross that, them over. You can cross them over that, sometimes, right? That that is it's, why. It's like that parallel road. It's like two parallel roads that run side by side and connect somewhere down the line, and that's where you you know the so-called uh, 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 I call them Bible thumpers. You know, taking and interpret things whatever way they want to, right? So, what makes it such a, 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 a difference one way or another if you get the message out? Or is your point is it's not the right message? No, because you 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 no you can you you cannot justify sin no matter how you try to polish it up. You're not going to justify sin. It's still going to stay in the nostrils of God. That's that's hmm. just it. That's just it. I don't care how you. So, I don't care how. I don't care how you pretty it up. If this is what God's word said. Then we can't be moved from that, you know. I mean, we can because we have a choice. But if this is God's word, then it is what it is. There's no moving from that. You can dress it up, you can clean it up, you can pretty it up, you can shine it up. But at the end of the day, if it's not the truth, then hey, buddy, you got you got God to answer too because He said it. We all got our own little but, interpretations and the things and the things that you know we want to say is 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 this, you know, and that. But, you know, at the end of the day, especially when we look in in Timothy, you know, it just says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed. Do your best to present Uh yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be, wait a minute, I'm not finished, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, (laughs) rightly, rightly, Handling the word of truth, not how you want to. But as God has said, if, in his eyesight, if that is the truth and that's the best way he know how to deliver the message, what is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it for him, but as for me and my house, right. we ain't going that right. That's what I said. He, yeah. he has a, he has a right to say whatever. He wants to say and how he wants to do it to those who follow him. But to try to uh-huh. justify it as the word uh-huh. of God, he cannot do that. I mean, he can do okay. it, but not because it's not the truth. But I mean, that is not, okay. that is not what the word says. So, so you say not successfully, but yet he has a following. Okay, and he, he has you know, a church. He right. has a life. And he has, and he has a gymnasium in his church where he has a twerk contest where he says it's better for them to do it there than somewhere on the street. Right? Mm-hmm. So who's to say he's not doing something positive? I did not say he was not. I didn't say whether he was doing anything positive or negative. I did not say that about any of that. See? I didn't say I didn't say any of that. I said if that's what he want to do, then that's what he want to do. You know, okay. and be his followers, 
if his followers agree with that and they have every right to, then that's what he's going to, you know, that he has every right to do that. He has every right to do that. He does. He has okay. every right to do that. However, however. Why is be a however? It's always a however.
and you see a client, he's getting, you know, too intoxicated, you cut him off. Nothing is said. Nobody cares about what gender it is, you know. They don't care about that. There are even laws, you know, that say, okay, that will hold you accountable, you know, if you keep serving this man, this woman, this person, you know, alcohol, and then you allow them to go and get in a car, even though you don't know what they do when they leave your door. But you can be held accountable and you can be sued. See, so you have a right. See? And I don't agree with that law I don't agree with that, that a bartender should be held responsible for what the patrons are drinking. They, they, they are, and they have been sued because, you know, they well, have a license to be a, 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 you know, a, a, you know to serve alcohol. Now, 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 you know what, and, and I, I'm, since we, we joke a bit on that, we're we going to go ahead and, and touch on that a little bit. Uh, you know, being a bowler, and, you know, most bowling alleys have little bars and, you know, little places where you go and, you know, partake in spirits and in between games and what have you, uh, you know, where you go and chill out. Uh, you know, most bartenders, though, they know their patrons for the most part, the regulars, anyway. So, you know, and I've seen it firsthand where, you know, bartenders have said, okay, that's it, you know, you know no more. No more for you, right. you know, and they, they make sure the, the driver or you know the the, the uh, patron you know gets a ride home or what have you. But that's knowing your regulars. Now, if you get somebody in, you know, just brand new or you know, and, and you notice they just being whatever. Yeah, you know I mean, you know, they had too much. You know that that could be some, and, and you're not really paying that much attention to them, and they just roll out. No, is that really the bartender's responsibility? Is that the business responsibility? And it's uh, not. It, and it, I kind of agree, no, agree with Joe. No, it's not. It isn't. I know what the law says. The law puts that responsibility on people, and a lot of people accept that law. But how are we going to do that? When you have to say, individuals, supposedly now, this is part of religion, everybody has free will. Now, if everybody has free will, makes their decisions, um, when is it um, right to take away the responsibility of free will? When is it right to put the burden of free will on a person? In other words, you know, up until this law came into being, people were responsible for their own actions. And then the law came in and everybody said, well, you know what? It's the bartender's responsibility. It's the bar's responsibility. No, it is your responsibility as an individual. Now, if the bartender wants to be a nice guy and say, look, you've had enough, Charlie, um, you know, you shouldn't. But then again, he could, who's to say that guy, the bartender, couldn't be sued for interfering with the, um, with the good time of a patron? Everybody can be sued for anything nowadays. Now, you want to get back to free will and uh, choices, Everybody should be responsible for their own choices. So I don't, I don't, the bartender, if he sees that people are getting too drunk, if he's a nice guy, maybe he should stop. But if he doesn't stop and the people are paying for those drinks, they are paying for them. That's their so-called free will. That's the freedom of choice and the responsibility and the repercussions fall on their shoulders, in my opinion. I agree with that. I, I really do. What's your thought process on that, B? Well, yeah, it, it it makes logical sense, but the law's already in place when the, when they receive those licenses. 
you know, it. I mean, we can't be, you know, what, you know, um, watch dogs. Well, the law is in place, but that doesn't mean the law is right. As, as again, I've, I've always said, the law, I don't care about the law. The law is not there to help us. The law is no, there to help the it's lobbyists not. and to divide the nation well, and to make that, people. You know, that that only I believe that only came into play after um, Mothers Against Drunk Drivers came, you know, came out. It, that's to true. my Mad was yeah, Mad was influential. Yeah, that, yeah. That's when those that's when those stipulations were, I believe, were in, instituted. If I'm wrong, somebody who's listening can let me know. Um, because I haven't do the, done, you no, know, I I haven't, right. I'm not looking at the research, but I believe that that's when those laws were instituted in a, in, in a lot of places. No, you're right. right. Mad came along and said all that stuff, and as a result, right. they got a lot of publicity. They got a lot of people sympathetic with them because a lot of mothers, daughters, and sons were dying, and they blamed the establishment for um, for feeding them or actually serving them drinks because. If you, well, that's my baby, and you shouldn't have served my baby two more drinks. Well, maybe your baby shouldn't have been a baby. Maybe your baby should have been a grown man or a grown woman and recognized that one more drink wasn't, wasn't going to make her <laughs> a, a, a NASCAR driver. That's her fault. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Or, or those individuals that may have been riding with them. Because, you, you know, most of the time, they, they, they're not riding alone half the time. But, yeah, I agree with that 100%. I do. I do. But it is law. It is, oh, yeah, it's the law. Word. Absolutely, yeah, it's the law. the word. But, you know, there's a lot of things that were law many years ago that affected <laughs> a lot uh-huh. of people, and that law was no good. Hey, you know what? Here's here's, a, here's an interesting question, and we got nine minutes left in live airtime. We, we are going over a little bit because that's what I feel like doing. So, you know, hang in there, y'all, because we we about to do some things here. Um, here's an interesting question: Is Christianity an unspoken law as to what you're supposed to be in this country of America? If you don't uh, designate yourself as anything, you know, another religion. Is it an unspoken law that, you know, Christianity is it, what what most people expect you to be? They can expect whatever the heck they want to expect. That don't make you one. <laughs> and that's a misnomer anyway when you're talking about I'm a Christian. What really is a Christian when you're able to do any and everything that, that, that you want to do that's not Christ-like and still say, that you're a Christian? No, no, no. But well, wait a minute, no. wait a minute. Emphatically, no. But wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold up with you emphatically. But is it Christian? The word which means follower of Christ. So. Right. So. So. You you can you can say you are a lot of things and not be following it. You know we we you know it's it's now you know in in some circles the end thing to go to church just because you go to church don't mean you're a Christian. 
Just because you show up mm. in prayer and poem meetings and Bible study does not make you a Christian. It well, does me, not mean that you are indeed a follower of Christ. Well, let me tell you something. There are, I would think, 2% of the people who are Christians, Jews, Muslims, etc. Exactly. Follow their particular religion. You know why I say that? Because if people really knew what hell was really like, I doubt if a person would step outside of their apartment or their house for fear of, <laughs> you know, for fear of violating the law of God. Because I know, I, even, even before you had the show, I was thinking of religion and its effects on people um, a few days ago. And I was thinking the same thing, that people can't be Christians or Jews or, you know, because they sin too much. And they just figure, well, I'll die in a hundred years, and between now and then I'll be forgiven, and everything will be fine. But if they really knew what hell was like, for example, if I knew that there was somebody from the mafia who was out to get me for some stupid reason, I would be, well, you can't use the word S-H-I-T on this show, well, but I would be doing that in my pants because I would make sure that I would do everything in my power to escape that Gabon who's trying to come after me. So, and that's just a human being. Now, if you believe in God, and if you believe that God is a wrathful God, and if you believe in hell, 10,000 sons of eternal suffering, I know I don't care how long I think I'm going to live. I'm going to live the life of, you know, Christianity or Mormonism, etc., etc. So these people who practice this, who say they practice religion don't really practice religion. They practice Bible thumbing. But they're the biggest uh. thing that's going. Oh, go ahead, yeah. T. I hear, I hear you thinking. And no, no, no. I'm agreeing with Joe. Hey, I agree with Joe because what? you know, it, it, yeah. Because if you if you in it, you in it. You know, you know. I have this saying, and I say this a lot. What you love, you invest in. Now, if you love God, you're going to invest in the things of God. You know, and nothing is going to tear you away from that. Yeah, we're none of us are perfect, so you're not going to make every right decision every single time. But you're going to be in the mindset that I'm going to do what pleases God. I'm not going to get caught up in idolatry. I'm not going to get caught up in fornication. You know, in every aspect of your life, you're looking, you know, at your life. You're examining yourself, not according to anybody else but by the word of God, which you believe in, you know, and you're not going to indulge in those things, like Joe said, you know. But, however, when you really don't love God, you know, when you really don't love God and he's just a convenient way out when you get in trouble, God, if you get me out of this, I promise I'll serve you the rest of my life. And then another thing happens, another tragedy comes, and you're like, oh, God, if you get me out of it, but you forgot about the first vow you made. See, when he's only, you know, when he's only a God of convenience for you, you know, but it's a daily thing. If you really believe the word, you're, you're, you're going to endeavor to live by that word. Other than that, you know, you are just something in the Bible. You just are just using it, you know, in your time of need, in your time of want, when there's no real repentance. 
There's no real repentance because you think that, you you know, you're free to make whatever decisions that you want to make. You're free to do when those church doors close, nobody's watching you or you think not, and you're able to do whatever your mind tells you to do when you want to do it until calamity comes in your life, until you think you need but, a God, any God to come and get but, you out. But isn't that the message that is being spread by so-called ministers today in, in, in the pulpit? It ain't, being, it ain't being spread by me. It might be spread by some ministers, but at the end of the day, it's holy, as they say, it's holiness or hell. You either live in right, obeying the words of God. He said, if you love me, obey my commandments. That's what he said. If you love me, obey my commandments. It's just as simple as that. You know, but isn't but isn't that isn't that the same thing as what um uh uh um isn't that the same thing that uh the Hebrew Israelites say? Isn't that what they the way they live by? But yet, you know, they 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 call folk dogs and and I hate to bring them up, but you know that's a, a good example to use right now. You know, dogs and devils and whatever. But is it? I mean, is that so? Is that wrong? Because they say they live by what the Old Testament, the law of the Old Testament. But then, so but does then, that make but wrong? then, but then, but then, if you're going, if you say you're going to live by the law, then you got to live uh-huh. by the whole law. Because in the law, you know, every Sabbath you had to bring an offering to the temple. You had to slaughter some animal animal for your righteousness because nobody died for you yet. You got to put it on the brazen altar. You got to obey every festival, every feast. That's the Passover. That's the Feast of Tabernacles. Every single that's the sin offering. All of those things that are in the Old Testament. If you are going to live. By that, if this is what you say, and you are going to be obedient to it, every single precept upon precept is what you have to obey. And 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 if not, then you're not obedient. So okay, all right. And and I guess the point I'm trying to make is, you know, with the language that they use, well, some of them use. I'm not going to say all of them. What makes them so different from the cussing preacher? I don't know what I don't know a lot about them, you know, and I mean I can only tell you what the word of God says. You know, if you're uh-huh. if you're if you're spreading hatred, you know, and, 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 and like I read you before, it said let no unclean words proceed out of your mouth. See? Mm-hmm. You know, then you're not in accordance with what the word of God is saying. You're leaning, as it says, you are leaning, as it says in Philippians, you are leaning to your own understanding. And then again, as it says, as it says, you know, in um, 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 Timothy, you know, it says, now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter, in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. See, so there it is. There it is. There it is. Just that simple, huh? Just that simple. For me, yeah, I don't and know as a result, anybody, people do you not. Know, you know, for me, but but I don't know about anybody else because they'll say, "Oh no, you wrong." 
you know, but okay, that's fine. But as for me and my house, this is what we live by, or this is what we endeavor to live by, you know? Uh, you know, you, okay. you're, you're right, P. I mean, if you're going to live by a certain law, if you say you're a Christian or, you know, a Muslim or whatever zealot uh, that you are and whatever particular religion that you say you follow, then you have to follow it. You can't follow it on acts of convenience. You have to be in it to win it, to be in it, invest in it, to be in it, to to follow it all the way. You can't exactly. pick and choose. But people exactly. do pick and choose. That's why I don't pay any attention to Bible thumpers. Oh, go. You got that Gnostic degree with you. You're doing good today. <laughs> right, I'm, just, I'm just reading what the words say. I'm just speaking about. Because they're, 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 you know, there, there is no hypocrisy in, in the word. But too many times we lean to our own understanding and to what pleases our flesh rather than what the word of God said, you know, you know, and, and and not as the word says, we don't, we don't exercise our faith on, you know, unto godliness, you know, we teach and do those things that are unprofitable to the people, you know, in other words, we embellish their sinfulness. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Rather than, rather, 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 rather than to tell them to come, you know, as he said, depart from, depart out of her. As the Bible says, depart out of Babylon, at Babylon, that, 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 the great beast, Babylon. You know, depart from her. He also says that, you know, you, you are in the world, but you are not a part of the world. So how can we continue to bring worldly things into the church if the church is indeed the body of Christ? He denied the world. But, he he rose above the world, you know. So okay. how can we bring these, these things of the world into the church? And but say, here's, 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 here's an interesting thought process that you just brought up. And, and you know, I know some people are wondering about that because I've heard all kind of different, you know, explanations. Now, we know the church is, quote, unquote, a building. But the book says, I'm not mistaken, that the church is your body, basically your temple. So yeah. why is so much important to put on a building when you, you're supposed to be the walking church, right? You are supposed to be because you are you you should be the embodiment of Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory. We can't put so, so much emphasis we can't put so much emphasis on a building when the building is just brick and mortar. That is just the meeting so place. See, that is just okay, the so meeting why, place. So, so, I so mean, but you we, can meet outside for that matter, right? And some people do. When okay. We're not well, 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 and the point, well, the point I'm trying to get is, you know, the meet in the building is more traditional than anything else because it's more right. convenient and people are comfortable inside a building. But it doesn't necessarily have to be in a building. No, you don't necessarily have. You don't necessarily have to be in a building. That's just an address. A place of worship is the proper title, or as the Bible said, it was the tabernacle, and God sanctified it holy. That is the difference between then. That is the difference. Didn't he destroy a tabernacle? Because of what the people did inside the tabernacle. 
This was oh, the house of God. Okay. And they and they brought uh, false gods into his tabernacle. So this uh, is why it was and this is why it was destroyed. See? So and that's what I that's the point that I was finna get to when I was saying, but God sanctified it holy. Any building can be called a church, you know, or a place of worship, but what are you worshiping? Is 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 holiness there? Is the presence of God there? You know, or is all your fleshly and carnal desires and is that spirit of your carnality is what is dwelling there? See, nobody wants to, to, you know... You know, nobody wants to, 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 to really look at that. That's that's why the Bible says in James, test the spirit by the spirit to see if it is of God. You just don't go blindly set upon to somebody, you know, if they don't agree with what is spiritually inside of you. If you are in touch with God, if you truly have a relationship with Christ and a relationship with God, something, and you go to a place that, that is not right, something inside of you is not going to be comfortable. And will not allow you to sit there. However, if you have a spirit that agrees with what's going on there, you will fit right in. With whatever is going there. Because spirit okay. reach out to spirit. Okay, so if I go and sit there and watch the girls twerk in that church gym, you know, and I don't leave, that means I'm, you know, I'm with that, right? You with that. Yep. You win. Maybe I just want to see him drop it like it's hot. No, nah, you win it. I mean, I, you, know, you, 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 you win it. You still there. What do you mean I'm still there? I mean, you want to see you know, one of the big booty girls drop it, be, be twerking and bouncing and clanging no, and carrying then, out. Then, then, then that is your inward desire to be there. That is your inward desire to be there. Because nobody's going to be anywhere that they don't want to be, and nobody's going to stay where they don't want to be when they have the freedom to leave. Well, maybe, maybe I'll unless, get to see unless, that home unless, unless there's an interest or, or something that is holding their interest to keep them there. Okay. I just said, maybe I don't see no booty slapping at home, so I want to go out and I ain't touching nobody. I'm just watching. Then I but, that's still, but that's still, that's in you. That's in you. That's in you. How does that that's mean? Me. I just want to watch the movie clap. Because, 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 because you want to watch it. It's already in you. See, it's a, it's a thought first. It's a thought first. What you fail to realize is that it's a thought first, and then that thought becomes an action when you go and seek out what that thought was. See? <laughs> <laughs> You know that's why that's why that, that that's that that's why that's why you know that's why it says you know you cast down every imagination every high thought that exalts itself you know, over the knowledge and the will of God. See, bringing that thought into captivity, bringing bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Well, I tell you, okay. All right. Y'all better stop watching that porn. Stop going to the clubs, then. Watch the booty contest. That's okay. I'm an agnostic. I'll still watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you got your goats. Quit playing. 
Yeah, well, they they like Point uh, Blue. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Oh my God. I, I, I have nothing to do with any of that right now. <laughs> me either. Me either. Oh, Lord. Me either. Oh, Lord. Have mercy. That's good, though. You know what? I think you opened up a whole lot of people's eyes just then. So, yes. Yeah. But that's interesting, though. You know what? Well, no, she's right. You know what? No, I've got to, you know. To, to. He's right. You know I'm an agnostic, but that's one thing about the church that, or let's say the followers of the church that I don't like, or anybody who, when they sign a contract, that's a contract. If you say you're supposed to believe in a certain philosophy, then you're supposed to practice that philosophy. Otherwise, why are you um, saying that you're a um, uh, a member of this organization or a member of that church, or you've signed this particular contract? If you don't believe in what you say you believe, then something's wrong. Exactly. Because you don't, yeah. they, you know, you don't do it because you really don't believe it. You're, you're, you're truly, you know, like I say, what you believe in, what you love, you invest in. And if that is not causing a change or an or you don't see those investments taking place in your life, then you, you really not in it. It's just something to do. It's just something to do. All righty, dear. Oh, that's, that's, that's okay. All right. You know, it, it, to me, it's like just, just allowing yourself to have labels put put on you. You know, uh, my, my theory is, you know, if you you live this life, the certain life every day and it shows, then you shouldn't have to worry about nobody putting the label on you regardless. You know, um, because the question came to me while, while, while you were talking, and this is an interesting question in itself, is seeing, uh, well, how, what was the, how did I put it in my mind? Is seeing a self-interpretation tainted type of thing? You understand what, what I'm asking? What did you say? Is it like self-interpretation? You you know you decide what seeing what seeing is, what seeing you do it, what seeing you not. You, you know what I mean? Society does society really determine what seeing is, or does the Bible tell you exactly? Okay, this is sin, that sin, that sin, no, and everything it else is, is okay. It is, it, is, it is spelled out in the Bible. It tells you what it is. It tells you what. Oh, okay. It is. So, yeah, so whatever's not in the Bible, whatever's not in the Bible is okay. Or no. whatever book you, you profess to, to you know read or believe in. No, no, you 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 Why? you know you know as as we say you know growing up you know you have your own in, in, in internal views of, of of what is right and 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 what is wrong, you know, and as you as you grow older, and you begin to study, you begin to to take on you know. Uh, um, different philosophies, different theories, or whatever, and and those things become a, a, a part of you. Then you can be swayed from those things which you knew were right, or how you feel. Somebody who's never been taught the Bible still has a moral compass of what is right and what is wrong. Uh, you still have that. So you 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 uh, you still have that. 
regardless. You know. Uh huh. So we we back to the freedom thing. You still got that freedom to choose. Yeah, we do. We do. We we have. We do have. We do have the free will to choose. You know, like I said, like you was talking about when you're going to see a, a twerking contest. You know, if that's a thought in your mind, that's what you that's what you want to go see. It, it's a thought first; it becomes an action later. When you keep thinking about it and entertaining those thoughts, it's go, eventually it's going to become an action. Hmm. Okay. All righty then. Well. Joe, do you want to add anything to that? No, I know the goats up there twerking every night for you, but do you want to add anything? <laughs> no, no. It's um, I think we've all pretty well summed it up. You know, if you're going uh, to say that you believe in something, then follow your belief. And don't pick and choose when the circumstances are good for you to follow your belief and the circumstances which make it possible for you to... St- to stray away from your belief just for your own self-interest. Um, and that's what a lot of people do, uh, regardless of whether they're Christians, people who believe in religion, atheists, etc. All right. Speaking of atheists, a national atheist organization is urging an Ohio Sheriff's Office to remove audit country patches from officer uniforms, asserting they are unconstitutional. The Freedom from Religion Foundation sent a letter to the Shelby County, Ohio Sheriff's Office as they received a complaint about the patches. They said it is inappropriate and unconstitutional for the Shelby, Shelby County Sheriff's Office to promote or endorse religion. Uh, anyone well, viewing these patches would understand the Sheriff's Office to be endorsing religion and belief in a God. We request that these patches be removed. Go ahead, Joe. Well, that ties in with what you were saying before about is something when you first thought about people claiming to be Christianity or America being Christianity. And of America, a lot of people will say, were found, was founded on Judeo-Christian precepts, and supposedly the founders were deists. Now, I happen to believe that um, you shouldn't have In God We Trust promoted by um, taxpayers' money, because it seems as though God is the favorite of, um, of of the federal government. Who's to say which God? Is it the Jewish God, the Muslim God, the, right. the, the Catholic God? So my belief, um, letting the, the, the federal government be, be neutral. Don't have to say God. You don't have to say in God we trust. You don't have to have God on the... Um, on the arms of of, um, of police, let the people worship the way they want to worship in their own way, without it, as the Constitution says, without respect um, to to any religion. The government should leave religion alone, just like it leaves bestiality alone. It doesn't promote, nor does it say, uh, nor does it dissuade people from bestiality. It's a non-issue. Religion should be a non-issue. Let people do what they want um, on their terms, at their time, uh-huh. on their premises, and leave the taxpayers' uh-huh. money out of it. But isn't it God we trust on your money? 
Right. So what's the difference? And and yeah, the thing about it is, and and the reason why they 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 can wear that, you know, as as a state um, um, organization or an, an employer, you know, um, because you know they're they're not um, permitted on the job to what they call, say proselytize. But, but, what that mean? you know, preach or whatever. Try to convert okay. somebody or to somebody about their religious um, beliefs, you know. So, uh, right. as, as, Joe, as Joe said, it's a belief in a God, in God we trust. What God? That is just general. To some people, that chair sitting over there could be their God. You know, that statue sitting on top of their desk could be their God. You know, so that is a general thing, just like they're saying, God, we trust on 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 the American dollar. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's the, it's it's the same precept. Nobody is telling you which God to uphold, which God to worship, or whatever. You know, by the atheist, you know, saying, "Oh, we don't believe in God." Okay, that's fine. That's what you believe. You don't. You can you 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 can say you don't believe in God. You know, or whatever. You know, uh-huh. but but the very fact that you acknowledge the universe, <laughs> in essence, it's your God. You know, uh-huh. that, that 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 is your supposedly creator or whatever you want to call him. So it's not specific. That's the thing. That. And if this precept is set for Ohio, then everything that has in God we trust on it, from the license plates here in Florida to everywhere else, will have to be redone. And, and nobody's going to do that. That's too much money. Well, that's just stop putting money. them on. That, that's, that's easy. Just stop putting them on. Man. They, they got to they, they create different templates. They got to do all yeah. of that. See, and that's a lot of work. I just don't believe they're going to make the investment to do it. Okay, I ain't arguing with that. That's right. And you and you got to remember, you know, this country was founded on Masonic laws. Who's going to change it? All these Masons in power. Who's going to really change it? You think they're going to care about what a group says? It's Masons on in 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 the Supreme Court on every entity. You know that is in these United States, the the missions running. Do we not know that? Do we not realize that all these Masonic symbols that are around in churches, in schools, in buildings, but nobody is saying anything about that. Research it. Look up your origin, where these things That's come from, and understand what it is you're really fighting against. That's a conspiracy that don't count. But let's break this thing going into the conversation. Let's break this thing going into the conversation. (laughs) Welcome back, Sister Goni. It's been a while. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, it has been a while. How are you all doing? Oh, we're doing good. Well, that's good. Well, I just wanted to comment on, I think it was uh, T that raised the question, what's the difference? Uh, when she uh-huh. uh, brought up the, the the dollar, and I think uh-huh. the, the the difference is that that's not 
U.S. currency, that's private foreign currency owned by the Federal Reserve, and they're not bound to go by the Constitution. Private entity owned by private foreign people. Okay. But, but it still has a guard we trust on there, right? Yeah, I know, but she was saying what's the difference? It's on the it's on the dollar. She was talking about the uh, if I understood correctly. Correct me if I'm wrong, T. Yes, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Uh so so that's the difference. It's it's that's not government money. The government pays the Federal Reserve to provide a currency for the United States. And so it's you know, the government is obligated to go by the Constitution, which they don't, but they, they're they supposed to, right? Uh, but the Federal Reserve is not obligated to follow the Constitution because it's a private foreign currency. Huh. Okay. Hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. They, they've been fighting here lately with you-know-who, which is interesting <laughs> in itself. But, okay. All right. So, that's... You know, any other take on in God we trust, uh, Sister Egoni? Uh, you just going to leave it right there. Well, I yeah, I more. mean, pretty much it's obvious that they don't follow the tenets of Christianity, though they profess to be a Christian nation. I mean, all you got to do is read a little history and see they don't follow the First Commandment, thou shalt not kill. <laughs> okay? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is story. true. That is true. There's a bunch that's of hypocrites, a, that's all. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I'm speechless on that one. Because you got a good point. <laughs> 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 I have an excellent point on that. I can't do nothing but laugh. T, I will you hold myself you back. Say, no, she's right about back. the hypocrisy. Um, I'm still going to... Uh-huh. We should have a show about money, because I'm disagreeing with uh, Sister Rangoni about money again. Mm. Why you, you well, what's your disagreement, Joe? It is money. Well, whatever is accepted as money, the Federal Reserve note is money, and it's not foreign currency. It's American currency. Okay. You, you remember that document I told you about years ago called Modern Money Mechanics? That was published by the Chicago Federal Reserve. It's still online. There's a PDF. And in that document, Joe, I promise you, the Federal Reserve itself states that the Federal Reserve note is not money. It's legal tender. Well, it's still money. Legal tender is money, Sister Mangoni. But I'm, I'm, it's not my word, Joe. I'm telling you what the Federal Reserve said. The I know. I've got the book. You and I were going to discuss it, and then you changed your mind at the time. I had the booklet in front of me. If says legal, legal tender, anything that it, that that can be exchanged for value for another commodity and is acceptable by the citizens of that country is money, like tobacco was, like some, uh, what was it? beach rocks, sea sea rocks, whatever. Uh, what was it? Rocks. Certain Those types crystals. of rocks were. Those crystals. Huh? Crystals. Crystals, I don't know. Yeah. Well, whatever's acceptable, whether it's fiat money, whether it's the silver, whether it's tobacco, if it's acceptable, it's money. If it has a value, in other words. 
No, if it's acceptable for exchange for a commodity. If I take the monopoly money and I want to buy a Lego suit, a Lego uh, toy, or a suit with it, and the person gives me that suit for that monopoly money, that monopoly money, it has no inherent value. Our fiat money has no inherent value. It's just green paper. But okay, here's the difference, Joe. Well, that's what it said. According the federal, the, the the Federal Reserve System is considered to be an independent agency that exists outside the cabinet of the executive and its powers, and are derived directly from Congress. Yeah, uh, Greenspan already told us they they don't have to. They don't. The the government is uh, not able to tell them what not, to do. Yeah, the Federal Reserve is not um, obligated to do anything because of its charter. It is way beyond judicial review. The well, fact well, that they have. But let's get back to the, co- the, the definition. The powers are derived directly from Congress. So the president has even nothing to say about the Federal Reserve. No, the pre- nobody. Well, Congress does. Yeah. Congress can revoke the charter if it wants to get together, right. but it's not going right. to do that. Right. Well, let's get back to the definition of money. Uh, this is just a, a issue of semantics, because see, with the Federal Reserve, they said that the Federal Reserve note is a promissory note, which means you can't really buy anything with it, because they have a lien on everything you no, use no, no, no. That's not what that you acquire with that Federal Reserve note. No, when it's a promissory note, it's, it means it's a promise to pay with the full faith and credit of the United States, whoever accepts that money, that paper as money. That's uh-huh. what and that's the reason why we have $21 trillion in debt, huh? The reason we have $21 trillion in debt is because of a budget deficit. Uh, okay. And the All reason right. why we have that is because the Federal Reserve exists. The Federal Reserve, if it never exists, well, it did exist. If, it take, if we take it away right now, and if it doesn't exist, we can eliminate $21 trillion in five seconds. Well, I understand that, Joe, but the point I'm trying to make is the Federal Reserve never prints enough Federal Reserve notes to pay the debt. That was the point I was trying to make. Oh, well, that's your right, because that's how the Federal Reserve makes, it mo- uh, makes its money. Obviously, yeah, that's the point. It's a promissory note, <laughs> and they make it impossible uh, well, the bonds of what you're talking about are the bonds. The bonds of a promissory note. But when they talk about the promissory notes note, are promissory notes. Look on one of them in your pocket. It tells you right on there that it's a promise. It is a promise to pay with the full faith and credit of the United States because when Nixon shut down in 1971, the backing of the gold because the Gaul wanted to repatriate those dollars that he had for gold, Nixon said. Uh-uh. We ain't going to do it. And what's the point of that? I don't the get it. The point was is that if we were supposed to have a backing by gold, then if you really take a look at it, that means that whoever has these silver promissory notes, that's what they were supposed to be silver notes at the time, or gold dollars, well, not gold dollars, but gold coins, that anybody could take those silver notes, those gold coins, go to the treasury and say, I want gold. If you're backing this stuff, this money, I'll buy gold, and I've got these notes and these uh, gold coins and silver coins, then I want my gold. If they did that, if everybody took (laughs) all the money in existence and went to the Treasury in Fort Knox, 
Fort Knox would have been emptied in five seconds. Fort Knox was yeah. emptied decades ago, okay? Uh, yeah, that was Kendra, back in 1971. I don't get the connection here with what you're talking about. I understand what you're saying because I'm aware that they closed the window for individuals to go and exchange their Federal Reserve notes for real money, which is a gold and And as a result, then the government said, we are issuing these Federal Reserve notes, which means that you can can use these notes without backing – but we promise to pay according to the full, as as you will read on the note, the full faith and credit of the United States government, as opposed to gold backing. And you believe that, huh? Well, of course not. It's fiat money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? We're gonna have to leave that. We're gonna have to make this a show in itself. Because it'd be, <laughs> I, I see some interesting conversation coming from that, and uh, we're gonna have to do that. T, write it down so I won't forget. You know my memory is short. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, yeah. Unfortunately, y'all, we got to get up out of here. Y'all know the day is Friday. Y'all know what I do on Fridays. I got to go in my home, so I can't be hanging out much longer with y'all. But it's been fun. I really enjoyed it. So what I'm going to do, as always, you know, before we let y'all get out of here, let you get your last words in. Oh, so we're going to start with Sister Goldie. She's been here in a while. We're going to give her some time. Go ahead, Sister Goldie. Give us something good. Well, thanks for taking my call, and it's nice talking to all of y'all, Joe and T and uh, Mr. Yep. Talk. And, Mr. Talk, I know you have some things you do on Friday, but I need you to give me a call. I have something to tell you, okay, if you would gotcha. please. Okay. All right. You take care. All right. You too. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. All right, Joe, talk to me. Well, like always, um, everybody, be careful out there. Enjoy your weekend. Um, Learn more about the government, and you protect yourself from the lies and the hypocrisy of the government. And for our sister Ngoni and Eric and P, um, like I said, protect yourself, be careful, all right? And have a good weekend. All right. All right, man, thank you. Uh, all right, all right. And last but not least, my esteemed and wonderful co-host, go for it, Pete. Uh, well, I think we said all there is to say today. We talked about a lot of topics, and wherever you are, you know, whatever you know, religious, a religious institution that you are in, as it says, you know, test the spirit by the spirit to see if it is is of God. But in order to do that, you need to first look at yourself. What's in you that would draw you to these things? You know, at the end of the day is righteousness and holiness. You know, it's obedience to Christ. Whether you believe that or not, his word is going to stand. And if you look around you, you will see that it is being, you know, expediently fulfilled daily. Just take a look. Just take a look. You know? So, you know, and as I said, you know, cast down, you know, those imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself over the knowledge and the will of God. Bring them into the captivity, you know, into the obedience of Christ. If indeed that is your belief. As always, learn to live above this one word system. Y'all have a blessed weekend. 
All right. Thank you. All right. Great show. Great show, y'all. That's what I'm talking about. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Great conversation. Great ideas. Great commentary. Great facts. Great opinion. And hopefully you learned a little bit. I learned a little bit. I always learn a little bit. You know, I'm kind of slow. I only got eighth grade. Well, I forgot. Yeah, eighth grade education. So, you know, I always learn a lot when I'm talking to y'all. But it's all good because I love it. I love it. Uh, all that I'm say is be true to the own self. Okay? Just be true to yourself. You know, that's, that's, all, that's all you can do. That's all you can do. If you allow people to label you, then you label Y'all know how I feel about labels. That's not something I adhere to because I just I just can't believe it because once you start letting people label you, then you allow them to put you in, in a box or sometimes in a little corner, and that's just not a great place to be. All right? So be true to that own self. All right, so with that being said, we're going to get on out of here. Uh, show notes, we won't be on any next week. Got spring break happening here where I am. So me and Junior are going to go out and work on some cars and do whatever it is we do on spring break. But we'll be back on the, I think that they said the 18th, for the new show, uh, probably open mic, so we can talk about some other things like money, you know, without, you know, pigeonholing ourselves anywhere else. And so make sure y'all be back on the 18th because we will be fully loaded, rested, and ready to go. Just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, give up, open the heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You can laugh at yourself, everything else is gravy. Believe that. All right? So, cuz, I see you. Thank you for hanging out, brother. All right. Y'all have a great weekend. Have a better week next week, and we see y'all back here on the 8th. Baby face going to tell you, we got love for you. Nothing but love, baby. See y'all. Have a great one. We out of here.
Our bills 